Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. I'm excited for today's episode because I am recapping my 10k race from this past weekend, how I managed to PR and what my goals are going forward. So just sit back and relax and we'll just jump right into the episode. All right, hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm coming at you with another solo episode, but today I wanted to just chat through some of the details and just highlights of my 10K race this past weekend. If you follow me on social media, you will know that I managed to PR and get 47 minutes and 38 seconds for my 10K time, and I'm very proud of that, very happy with that, and I really would like to get under 45. That that would definitely be the next goal, and I'll tell you why. Um, But before we get into the episode, let's just start with some highs and lows. All right, so my high for the week, I think, is definitely that Jack and I are just feeling very good in our new roles. So if you've been listening to the past few episodes, and really since about June, I myself got an offer for a new job back in like June or July, but because of the work visa process that can take ages sometimes, that definitely took a long time and I didn't start until the 3rd of October, but ironically, Jack actually got a new role as well and we started around the same time and we both definitely were really busy in the beginning and we're not seeing each other as much during the week, but now I feel like we're kind of starting to find our footing a bit and feeling a little bit more confident in the role, but I think ultimately the most important thing that we're really happy with is just that we're both doing things that we really enjoy and actually find interesting, which is something that we definitely both couldn't say for our last jobs. So it feels really good to be going through this with him and together. And yeah, it's just, it feels like such a big milestone. And especially when we moved in together this past year, we always talked about how, you know, we had these goals of getting better jobs that had a higher salary, higher pay. And to feel like we're kind of, you know, we're hitting those goals and, you know, we obviously want to dream bigger and we, you know, have bigger goals that we'd like to achieve. But it just kind of, it feels really sweet to be able to hit these goals with him and sort of do this with him. And I highlighted a lot of this in my most recent Instagram post for his birthday that was was this past Sunday. And because I had never done, I didn't do an Instagram post essentially for our one year anniversary, which was actually the day that we were flying back from Berlin to London. And that was just such a crazy week that like, even though I knew that that was going to be our one year, I think just because we had you know both Berlin and London back to back it was just such a crazy week and then we both then started our new jobs and so we really didn't really have a chance to like properly celebrate it but we had such a lovely dinner and it was such a funny story just because we essentially ended up going to this restaurant this kind of rooftop restaurant that I know from my master's program and because I I sort of used to live near the area during that time. So we went to St. Paul's and up to this restaurant called Madison and I had booked us for dinner and it was super, super nice and just such a beautiful evening. It was kind of cloudy and that morning it had rained loads. And so I was really hoping that the rain would like stay 
you know, away and just so that we could have a nice dinner outside and enjoy the views of London and then maybe get a photo with the St. Paul's Cathedral. But then all of a sudden, this massive storm came all through London and we had to get moved inside. Everyone was just like, you know, grabbing their things, grabbing their drinks and like running inside. And we still ended up having dinner. I definitely was feeling a bit you know, down just because I felt like, oh, this is like ruining the dinner and this is supposed to be Jack's birthday and we're supposed to be having a nice time and celebrating. But actually the storm within 30 minutes was gone and the most spectacular sunset came out and we both finished our food very quickly so that we can get photos. So if you want to go and check that out, you can go and check out our Instagrams. I'll have both Jack and I's Instagrams below. But yeah, that was a very long tangent of a high but it just it feels like now that things are settled and that we're kind of settling into our new jobs it's just such a good feeling for both of us and it feels like such a big step in our relationship low for the week is probably that we jack and i both found out that we did not get into the london marathon yesterday which is a bummer i'd say more for me than jack um if you saw the video from yesterday then you'll see that jack was totally upset by it um being sarcastic here but i think i was definitely kind of hoping that i would get it just because I've done it the past two years now the first year for charity and the second year with the London Marathon media team and so yeah it's a bummer and I'm trying to be okay with it and especially because I do have Manchester Marathon all booked and signed up for which is the weekend before London I think I'm telling myself no you don't want to run two marathons back to back again and yeah but it's it is it's a bummer because I think the London Marathon out of all the marathons that I've run so far it's still my top favorite it's such a beautiful course and I think just everything about it is just so lovely and the crowds are crazy and just so good and I just love that course so a bummer but we move but without further ado let's just jump right into the episode. All right, so I'll start by saying that this is kind of the current training plan that I'm following that I've mentioned before in a few episodes because I know that I've gotten some questions around it is for a sub 145 training plan from runnersworld.com. I'll have a link to it in the show notes of the episode. I've spoken about it before, but throughout they've got a couple of days on the weekends that instead of a long run is dedicated to a 10K race with a warm up and cool down mile. And so for me in the past, I've never really like truly treated these as actual races and like fully signed up for them but I think as I've kind of gone through the years now with consistently distance running I just find that when I do sort of allow myself to have that competitiveness and be in that environment, it helps me become a better runner sort of amongst other runners as well and so I I'll just start with the fact that also <laughs> to start with Saturday was not my day. It was not Jack or I's day at all. And it just was not a great morning. I won't go into too much detail. And it's it's not like super personal. It's not super personal. We weren't fighting. We weren't having a fight. It just was something that was really emotional and really tough to sort of get away from. And it sort of got to a point where like, I realized that if I waited any longer, I would be late to the race and like wouldn't really make the start time and Jack couldn't come and so it was just kind of a bummer and I've I've always sort of struggled with the idea of like 
racing alone. I don't ever really like racing alone just because if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that my very first half marathon that I ever signed up for and like properly trained for was the Victoria half in 2019, which I have also signed up for for this December so that I can run it again and be super nostalgic. But that race back in 2019, I actually had like a lot of my friends say that they would come and it ended up being that like by mile six, my Apple watch was just like blowing up with like each of my friends basically saying like, I'm too hungover, I've got too much homework and basically like giving me excuse after excuse. And in the end, no one showed up. And so that's why I don't love racing alone. I always like having Jack there. I love having friends there and it just makes it so much better for me and it helps motivate me for sure. But this time it was definitely something that Jack couldn't control, I couldn't control. And it was just more of like an emotional morning, if anything. I was fully crying. Jack was fully crying. And I'm sorry that I can't go into more detail, but yeah, I basically, I left the house and we kissed goodbye and just said, you know what? You're gonna push forward. You're gonna go and run this well. And I basically ran from our flat to the station to catch the tube and was still kind of teary-eyed, didn't have any makeup on and was just honestly at this point trying to get to the start line. And then I got to Battersea Park and basically ran from the station to my bib pickup. And I grabbed my bib, I signed in, I was putting it on my shirt. And then as I was going to the start line, the 10K race had already started. And so I basically was like running on the side and like against traffic. So I wasn't like running into them, but I was on the side of them. And like, I think they must've been confused because we had the same colored bib and there was a 5K that was starting after us. So I definitely wasn't there for the 5K and I was just super late for the 10K. But regardless, I ended up making it to the very front and like where I needed to essentially sort of cross the sort of start line because my shoe tracker could then start tracking me. And so I basically sort of like did both the warm up and the cool down part of my workout in all before the race. And so I started off really strong, I think, and just because I had that warm up. And I'll also say that like, I've never been someone who really believed in like warming up before a race, let alone like, you know, doing a shakeout run before marathons. That's something that I very recently introduced just last month when I ran Berlin and London with Jack. And I think it definitely does a lot for your legs. And I think some people, and like, I definitely used to think this way. I always thought that like, if I, you know, ran before a race or warmed up the morning of, I always thought that that would take away from my energy or like take away from my ability to get a really good time. But in reality, it actually really helps you warm up your legs and like helps you kind of go beyond that initial sort of first mile of feeling like you're still doing that warm up yourself. So you're almost kind of like beating everyone else in that instance of like warming your body up and just kind of making sure that your body's actually ready to go rather than waiting until you're at the start line and still maybe being a bit stiff, even though you've stretched out. But keep in mind here, I you know, had all these plans. I wanted to go to the bathroom before I wanted to finish. I brought a couple of like um, energy chews and I wanted to finish those. Couldn't finish those. Had to chuck them, chuck them in the bin. I fully had to pee so bad and I could not, I had no time to pee. So I just ran past the bathroom and straight to the start line and we started the race. And so essentially this entire 10K was four laps around Battersea Park. It was lovely. This was also where I PR'd my half marathon time just a few weeks ago. And so I really like Battersea Park and I love parks like these, like Victoria Park, that while the course itself is doing laps, which I don't always love, it's so scenic that you don't feel like you're doing laps, if that makes sense. And so I 
started off and just really felt good. I was wearing just a belt that was holding some of my stuff and then I had my phone in my hand and I was just listening to music and it was a it was a relatively sort of warmish morning in terms of like it wasn't as cold as I was interpreting it to be and so I had brought like an ear warmer and gloves and I just ended up not I ended up not needing any of that so that was what filled my little belt that went around me and they had a couple of water stations which was super helpful so each lap I tried to pick up or every other lap I tried to pick up a, a little water bottle and just drink a little bit of water and then I just chucked it away because it was one of those open cap sort of bottles so it wasn't anything you could squeeze so I didn't want to spill it all over myself but I think also in this race I kind of found that like and this is something that I've also kind of just been finding in general is that I don't actually need as much water as I think I do and I was talking to someone about this recently I think at my last park run and someone had said that she thinks that the New York Marathon or she had heard that the New York Marathon you can't wear hydration backpacks and I think while I've always been someone to wear a hydration backpack in every single marathon that I've run I I think that I'm finding that at this point I really want to train for Manchester and prepare myself to not wear a hydration backpack I know this is going to be hard and I'm going to have to like plan out you know where I can stick water or like have water for myself along the route along the routes that I run but I think that I definitely just feel that little bit faster when I'm not wearing a hydration backpack and this is like such a recent and this is such a recent thing for me because I've always been someone who would recommend to other people to wear a hydration backpack because I think I always think that I'm a lot more thirsty than I think I am. But I find that like if I have electrolytes the night before and like the morning of, it really helps me in terms of hydration. And I think that, you know, I think that I wanna get to a place where I'm just wearing like a belt that's carrying all my gels and I'm fully dependent on like the race day organizers for water because I definitely in the past few races, even though they're not full marathon distances, I just feel so much faster and yeah, I've gotten these new Nike Air Zoom Tempo Next Percent shoes that are also making me very speedy. But I think that like when now that I am running just a little bit faster and my pace has picked up a bit, I find that I don't want to be wearing as many things. I'm sorry this is such a tangent, but it's something that I've kind of recently realized as someone who was used to be such a like religious hydration backpack user that always would wear it, you know, for most long runs. I find that I really want to see if I'm able to go without it and possibly even race Manchester without it. Because just having a look at the course map, they have loads of hydration stations at least every three miles and they've got SIS gel stations as well. And so I think that's something that I want to work towards and like almost like a fun little challenge that I want to add in no matter what sort of training plan that I end up getting from a coach. This is kind of turning into a bit of like uh, how I'm going to train from Manchester, but also my 10K race. So let's get back to 10K race. So I basically was picking up water from the water station every other mile. I picked it up the first lap because I was so thirsty from the tube and just running from the tube and took a sip, threw it away. I was keeping an eye on my Garmin to watch for time and I found that for most of it, I was keeping myself under eight minutes, which is pretty surprising. I know that because it was a race, I was definitely pushing myself a lot harder than I normally would. But in the end, my splits ended up being super good. I think I only went above eight once or twice but it I had a, an average pace of about seven hours and 50 minutes which also is 
nuts for me because I don't, I would never consider myself to be that fast of a runner. And if you looked at like my paces from when I very first started distance running a few years ago, I definitely was in the 10s and the 11s. And you, but at the same time, you wouldn't be able to find any of this on my Strava because A, I didn't use Strava in the beginning. I used Nike Run app. But B, I never would post about my running because I was so insecure about it. And I was so insecure about my pace. And I went into running not knowing that you could get faster either. And so I just was so, I was so insecure. And I just kind of thought, you know, I'll just run and I won't really take it that seriously because clearly I'm not, I'm not a fast runner, but like here I am three years later after I started distance running nearly. And I'll just read through, I'll read through my splits here from my 10K. But mile one was 7.53, mile two was 7.44, mile three was 7.45, mile four was 7.58, mile five was 8.05, and mile six was 7.39. So like, if you told me that I would be running this fast a few years ago, I would say that you're lying because I was very much running in the 10s and the 11s. And I, you know, and I'm saying that and I want to make it clear that there is absolutely nothing wrong with that and you know embrace the pace you know I'm, I'm such a big fan and such a proponent of the message behind Nicole's below average running I think it's so important to highlight that every runner is a runner but I think in that each runner has different different goals and I think for me for a long time I didn't know that I could actually push myself this much And what really excites me about this is knowing that I'm doing this at the moment, sort of on my own and dependent on this free online training guide that I've just found online. And I'm really excited to find a coach for Manchester Marathon and then fingers crossed for Chicago Marathon as well. But I am just really excited about 2023 in general because I just really never thought that I would be this fast. And so yeah, I ended up not only PRing my 10K time, but also my 5K time, which is also nuts, as well as my mile time. So my new mile time PR is 729, which is nuts to me. And my new 5K PR time is 2357, which is pretty crazy. But in terms of some goals that I have for myself in terms of some of the shorter distance runs. I think I'd like to sign up for a 5k on its own sometime soon here and see if I can get under 20 minutes because I think that that if I'm focused on just that 5k, I think that I could really push myself and, you know, get a faster time. And then in terms of a 10k, there is another 10k on my training plan that is in like the week or two before the half marathon in December. And I would I would love to beat 45 minutes and I'll tell you why. So fun fact, and I'm sure that Jack had mentioned this story at some point or another during his training. When he was 17 years old, he ran a 10K race and it was not planned. He was filling a space for his brother because his brother couldn't run anymore. And he ended up getting some crazy time, like 45 minutes and 13 seconds or something, but, or 44 minutes, I think it might even be, but something, you know, really crazy. And I think that with that sort of three minutes, I really think that I could push myself if I have that proper warm up and just like ensure that I am there on time and there early and just make sure that I'm able to like, you know, do all of the pre-race checklist things in my head just because I wasn't able to do any of that this past weekend and still seeing that I'm able to PR. I think that I'm definitely 
I could definitely beat 44.13. So that's the next goal for my next 10K. And yeah, it's just, it's been really interesting for me to do some of these shorter distance races. I did a 10K, the Vitality 10K actually back in May. And I was reflecting on that as well because I ran that with Jack and I, I wasn't really racing that. I was more so just racing him. Um, but I ended up doing that in about 53 minutes, I believe. I ended up doing that in 53 minutes and 14 seconds. And so to see that improvement over the five month period is just crazy to me, but also just such a sign that if you want to improve in running or anything, if you really truly put your mind to it, you can do it. And I think for me as well, I think that something that has been such a big proponent is just my consistency over the years. And if you guys know me well and have been listening to the podcast, you'll know that I started distance running in 2020 during the pandemic. And it was just something that I kind of started doing purely out of boredom slash a heartbreak that I was getting over. But, you know, it started really scattered and not really structured at all. But once I did structure my running and kind of follow a plan, I really found that I was starting to find my footing and really enjoying the process. So I think the part of the message here as well is, if you're just starting out in distance running and you have some like goal times in your head that you'd like to hit later down the line, like for example, I would really love to get a Boston qualifying time. Do I think I'll get that in Manchester? Absolutely not because my time at Berlin was a PR and that was four hours 10. And yeah, some people do PR and have these crazy big PRs, but I'm not going to hold myself to such a big PR sort of goal just because I know that I will get there over time with the right training, but I'm not pushing myself because with running to me, running is with you for your whole life or for however long you'd like it to be. And I believe that it's so important to make sure that you make sure that you've got that healthy, good relationship with running in place. And I'll never stop speaking about this because I suffered from my anorexia for two years and just had the worst relationship with running. And it's just so far from what my relationship with running looks like now, because running is the thing that I look forward to in the mornings. It's how I start my day off like the right way and just how I get my mind in the right place before I I start my day and I just truly I don't know where I'd be without running and it's something that I love looking forward to on the weekends as well whether I have a race or not or a long run I think it's just so nice to have that time and just actually be able to actually really enjoy running and like enjoy the journey of it so if you're just getting started in running don't feel discouraged if you're not hitting the times that you'd like or the pace that you like right now just know that you've got time and that the more work that you put in and the more consistency that you put in, you'll definitely see the results very, very soon. I hope this episode wasn't too much all over the place just because I know that I can kind of go off on tangents sometimes, but I feel like I had a lot on, on my mind that I sort of learned and kind of some things that were running through my head during and after the 10K. But yeah, I'm, that's kind of the episode and I'm really happy with this, with the 10K and I'm really excited to continue training for this half marathon. But yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and have a lovely day. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, please do check out the show notes of my episode for any links or resources mentioned in the episode. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.